0: We're in our fast. We're in our fast. Amen. And um, remember, we bought 20 more of those, these books because we blew out 25 of these last week. I highly recommend getting this book, Awakening. It's by Stovall Weems. If you get this book, hey, some of you weren't here last week, it is totally okay to start your fast today. The way I'm kind of looking at it is all of January is going to be prayer and fasting. The whole month is what I'm looking at. So if you, you you didn't miss anything, so man, I'm telling you, I've done I've done 21 day fast several times, six or seven times. I use this book every time I do it. Every time I do it, the reason I like it is you can go in the back of the book, and it, when you get this book, go don't start reading at the front. Go to the back to day one. Start your fast do day one, then it'll give you reading in the front of the book. It gives you things to pray about. Lots of good stuff. So we've got 20 of these in the back for you. Hey, I'm just ready to ring, Joseph. I might be just a little bit loud. It's getting ready to ring. So um, this awakening book, please grab one of these today if you want it. Amen. New Testament fasting is different than Old Testament fasting. Everybody hear that? New Testament fasting is different than Old Testament fasting. In fact, some people get extreme in the New Testament and say, well, I don't believe in fasting in the New Testament. Um, Well, Jesus said, when you pray, when you fast, when you give in in Matthew chapter 6. So we know that fasting is a part of the New Testament church. And uh, Jesus talked about while he was with us, you maybe don't need to fast. But when he goes away, then we need to do that again. But in Joel chapter 2, verse 12, it says, turn now unto me while there's time. Give me your hearts. Give me your hearts. Come with fasting, weeping, and mourning. Old Testament fasting was about coming back to God. It was Old Testament fasting. It's almost like you had to prove how sorry you were. Or how repentant you were in order to obtain forgiveness and to get something from the Lord, but something fasting isn't something that we do to get favor and blessing from the Lord. All right, fasting isn't something that we do to change God's mind. Well, if I'll fast, he'll he'll do this healing or he'll do this if I just fast enough and I sacrifice enough and I and I repent and I mourn enough. No, that's not what God's already healed us. Amen. God's already healed our disease. New Testament, we don't have to fast and forgive it. we don't have to fast for forgiveness. Every wrong we've done has been forgiven. Everything that we've ever wanted for has been provided for in Christ when he said it's finished. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap. It is finished in the New Testament. So, what New Testament fasting about? What New Testament fasting is all about? It's all about drawing closer to God. It's all about drawing closer to God. It's all about surrendering to God at a level that you never have. When Larry was up here praying, um, he, I heard him saying, what, what did we say? And We said, that's the word. Like, like never before. Like never before. How many know that this can be your greatest year if it's your greatest year spiritually? Amen? <clears throat> to me, the way we need to attack things this year is attack things like never before. Amen? So wh- the way we went at God, let's go at it like we have never went before. Let's leave it all on the field today, you might say. So it's all about drawing closer to God. It's all about surrendering to God at a deeper, uh, at a deeper level with Him. I want to position myself this year, and I want to position this church and myself this year for an amazing year. I want it to be an amazing year. 2018 is going to be the best year yet, if it's our best year spiritually. Amen. So fasting, it's all about, we talked about this last week, it's all about creating space. Some of you that had, had babies are having babies. When you have a baby, you create a space in the room to bring that new baby home or bring that new thing home. Some of you were football players. Maybe you were a guard or a tackle or a center that pulled and hit the defensive end or the tackle and you, and you opened up a hole so that a, a good, talented running back can go through that hole. Fasting is about opening up a hole so that God can fill. It's about creating a space, creating a space. Like when you don't eat, to me, if, you, if you're just not eating, that's just a diet. We're not going on a diet this month. We're doing prayer and fasting. So if you're just not eating, you're just going on a diet. So the time that you're not eating, how it's a fast is you're spending that time in in prayer and fasting. Like this first week, I just did fruits and vegetables, okay? I made a commitment to the Lord. Every time a fruit or a vegetable goes in my mouth, I will take a season of prayer, okay? I created a space so that God can speak to my heart. Another thing Carmen and I did, and some of you, I didn't want to commute you to confuse you because i want to be a person of my word i said we were giving up tv um here's how we're giving up tv just to give up tv is just like dieting but we give up what we're doing is in the evening i'm turning the tv off and i'm either spending time in the word and i'm spending time in prayer or carmen and i we've played so much canasta this week i beat carmen she beat me in Canassa this last time, but we, we've been playing. You know what? It is so much funner to play cards and to visit with your spouse than it is to watch The Office, believe it or not. It's really better. Uh, fasting can be about taking that time that you would be indulged in something else and playing a board game with your family or just having fun together guys we've gotten away from the things that make us solid in god solid in families and solid as a country and we need to get back to those kind of things so it's about turn off that tv like some of you said um ted ned brian's not watching the playoffs oh yeah I saw the playoffs. But you know what? If God wanted me to not see the playoffs, it's no biggie to me, we'll turn the playoffs off. But it's more than just turn the playoffs off. It's when I turn the playoffs off, seek God. Draw closer to God. It's prayer and fasting. Guys, I'm on my seventh day. I'm, the, the, the benefits and the experience is already, it reminds me why, why we fast. Why we fast? I'm experiencing things that I normally don't experience already. So so fasting, it's about creating that space uh, for God to fill. Now listen, God is a filler. He's not a forcer. God doesn't force his presence on you. He fills your presence. You know, D.L. Moody said this. Listen closely to this. This is an amazing quote. D.L. Moody said this. I believe firmly that the moment our hearts are empty of pride, of selfishness, and ambition and self-seeking and everything that's contrary to God's law that the Holy Ghost will come and fill every corner of our hearts but if we are full already of pride and conceit and ambition and self-seeking and pleasure and the world and busyness and you can just keep saying and 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 there is no room For the Spirit of God. And I believe that many a woman and many a man is praying for God to fill him when he's already full of something else. Before we pray that God would fill us, I believe we first need to pray that God would empty us. Fasting is about being emptied. Fasting is about creating a space. Fasting is about opening up your life to God in a different way than you ever have before. You know, the goals goals that I hit you with last week, week one, let's get this under our belt. Week one, and if you haven't got one of these books, we've got plenty of them. On these, we did in-house. Week one, if you get this and you read, the first thing we we said to do, let's get in our fast zone. Pages 25 through 37 talk about the different fasts. Page 38 through 41 even gives you menus on how you can fast. Page 42 and 43 is a calendar that some of you should have seven X's on it that you've done seven days of fasting. It's an accountability. So last week we said, let's get in the fast zone. Number two, let's do our daily prayer. And pages 16 through 22 takes the Lord's Prayer. How many know our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name? And we made a commitment that we'll pray that thing every day. If it's five minutes or if it's an hour, we're going to pray that. So that was the second thing. And then the third thing we said is that we'll do a daily devotion. And that's pages 11 through 15. Where maybe you take one chapter a day and, and then you do SOAP. S-O-A-P. SOAP is scripture. O is observation. A is application. And P is prayer. So then you're taking that, d- d- that scripture and you're observing and you're seeing how you can apply it. And then you're praying that God would work it in you. So this week, all we want to get under our belt is that we want to get in our fast zone. How many's in your fast zone? I'm finally in the zone. Believe it or not, it gets easy after you get in the zone. Get in your fast zone. You can still get in your fast zone. I- I'm looking at somebody uh, that said, I got my book on Wednesday. I, I, I've been fasting since Wednesday, but it hadn't gone very good. I'm going to start all over with my awakening book and do it again. That's cool. However you want to do it, but get in your fast zone, do your daily prayer, and do your devotion. And uh, this week, the next thing we're going to do is we're going to add the prayer pocket. We're going to add the prayer pocket. So here's what you don't want to leave without today, is don't leave without this. This. This is an awakening prayer pocket. If you do not have one of these, ushers, please, every usher be at the door with a whole handful of these prayer pockets, okay? If you don't have one of these, grab one of these today, okay? We have put prayer pockets as far east as Schaumburg, as far, we've got them in Sycamore, we've got them, we've got them in like a 30-mile radius of Church on the Rock because we're spread out. You can find a prayer pocket near you, okay? On the the first page is Tuesday night prayer pockets, and then on the back is Wednesday night prayer pockets. Now listen to me. If you have got in your fast zone personally, and you're praying, and you're seeking God through his word, you've got that under your belt, you're already gaining a momentum. This week, listen, I want you to add a prayer pocket. There's nothing like gathering with other believers and praying together. So the level that you're at right now, you're even going to feel a stronger momentum happen this week. How many know it's about momentum? If you'll believe the the leadership that we're providing and say, hey, I'm going to do this 100%, then then I think it even means giving up something. Maybe there's something you do on Tuesday or Wednesday night. Why don't you, why does church always get canceled first? Why don't you cancel that event and put a priority on this event? Somebody give the Lord praise for that because we ought to. His his house is first. So so the Tuesday night or the Wednesday night, that's going to bring it up to another level. And then next week, I got a word that's burning a hole inside of me. It's burning a hole inside of me that's going to bring it to the next level. And then the next week, we're going to declare the kingdom of God in your life personally, in your family life, in your church life, in the city life, in the community life, and in this nation. Your kingdom come. Your will be done in this earth. And then when we, when we hit that revival, <coughs> brothers and sisters, you're going to see an outpouring and a breakthrough like never before. Hallelujah. So today, it's about drawing closer to God. The Bible says when you, when you pray, when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you and pray to your Father in secret. Pray to your Father in the private. Then your Father who sees everything. I think that's cool. First you see, go away by yourself. Then you see, shut the door behind you and pray to your Father in private. Then your Father who sees. How many knows he sees that? How I many believe He sees that? He sees you when you pray. He sees you when you go to that private place. Then He will, everybody say it. Say it loud. Reward. reward. Isn't that what we're trying to do is get to that place of blessing or get to that? What's wrong with saying reward? Say it louder. He will reward. And, and, and what it is is that we're wanting is Him. Amen. He'll reward. You know, we got to tune out so you can tune in. We got to tune out so you can tune in. Tuning out is going away by yourself so you can tune in to the Holy Spirit. And you can tune in and talk with God in the present. How many remember the old radios where you had to tune them in? How many remember the old radios where you like, and then you, you get a voice that's clear? Well, brothers and, and, and sisters, uh, the clear signal always existed in the airwave. The difference was, is you just adjusted the tuner to the right frequency. So fasting is all about adjusting your tuner to the right frequency, God's voice, who's speaking all the time, amen? And all that... All those distractions, those are the things in this world that's around us that enable us, that, 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 that make us unable to find that quiet space where the sheep can hear the voice of the shepherd. How many know that John chapter 10, verse 27 says this My sheep, anybody out here, one of God's sheep? It says, My sheep, say, my sheep. my sheep, my sheep hear my voice, and I like this, and I know them. How many know that God says you're my sheep, and not only does he hear your voice, he knows you. He knows you, and it says, and they will follow me. You know, there's always going to be a distraction. There's always going to be a diversion. There's always going to be a counterfeit to take take you away from the quiet place. You know what I found out to be the hardest thing this week? Getting quiet. Turning your mind off calming down I believe the Lord said to me this week there were many times where where, where I was starting I because I, I, I made an effort I'm going to commit more time to the Lord I, there were this week when when I didn't want to commit any more time but if I would have left the closet and I look at what I would have missed if I would have left I believe that God is speaking things right when we're getting ready to walk, get up and walk out if we'd stay a little bit longer you could hear his voice a little bit louder. I believe we aren't spending that time with the Lord. Paul said to study to be quiet. You know, it's a study to be quiet, to shut off the, the worldliness. You know, we live in a world where we're bombarded with images, sights, sounds, smells, so many counterfeit experience, so many time suckers. So many time suckers. Email, social media, media Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. It's like we're hooked to it. There's, no, there's so much opportunity and so many things to do to be distracted and to keep us busy keeping us from that quiet place where we draw closer to God. You know, a scripture on that, the Bible says in 1 Kings, or in Luke chapter 10, verse 38, it says, And Jesus and his disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem. They came to a village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet sat at the lord's feet and listen I mean no prayers about listening quieting yourself sitting at the lord's feet and listening to what he taught or what he had to say but martha was distracted by the big dinner plans martha was distracted by the big dinner plans people are constructed by the big are distracted by the big By the big business plans, by the big school plans, by the big family plans. We get so distracted with our big plans that we don't do the good thing and sit at the feet of Jesus and listen and hear what he's got to say. She came to Jesus and said, Man, this isn't fair. My sister is making me do all the work. Tell her to get up and help me. But Jesus said unto her, Oh, my dear Martha, (laughs) my dear Martha. You're worried and upset about all this. Brothers and sisters. You think about the worldly things. That get our time and our attention. You're worried and upset. About all this. Come on. We're worried and upset. About all this. (laughs) There's only one thing. That's worth being concerned about. There's only one thing brothers and sisters. Listen to your preacher. Listen to your preacher. As Solomon cried out in in Proverbs. Listen to the teacher. Listen to the preacher. I've never said that. But listen to the teacher. The preacher today as he's saying something to the crowd. Listen to this. There's only one thing that you should be concerned about. Mary has discovered it and will not be and it won't be taken from her how many has discovered the quiet place how many has discovered the still small voice how many has tried everything else and nothing compares to that mary found it i'm telling you the devil wants to take that from you how many have found it but you lost it today you can say i was lost but now i am found you can say i drifted But now I'm back where I need to be with God. You can go get one of those books and start the 21-day fasting. And next week, you can come feeling a whole lot different. You can leave feeling different today if you hear what the Lord would say. It's it's what you want, man. The poor will always be with you. Come and sit at my feet. That's That's Mark chapter 14. Write that down and study it. Mark chapter 14, verse 3 through 7. It talks about how the poor are uh, is always there. How many say that a good thing how many say what you get busy with isn't even sin? It's not anything wrong. That's, is it wrong to feed the poor? Hey, is it wrong to feed the poor? Jesus said, hey, the poor are always with you. And what he was saying is there's always something good to do. There's I remember one time a guy told me, he said, Brian, you need to learn the difference between the good thing to do and the righteous thing to do. There's always a good thing to do. But what's the right thing to do? Hallelujah. Mary found out what the right thing to do Jesus, because what they were so upset about is this woman with an alabaster box, busted a big old alabaster box of some expensive perfume and poured it on Jesus' head. They all got ticked off and said, why are you pouring that expensive perfume on Jesus' head? We could have fed so many poor with that. Jesus said, this woman, don't scold her. She has found the thing to do. The poor is always going to be with you. Get at my feet. Is there anybody here that wants to draw closer to the Lord? That is why I'm fasting. I'm not fasting to... I'm excited about the 810, but that's not what I'm about. The 810,000. I feel like the Lord said make a million dollar budget this year for the church. We'll do that, but we'll plan. But what I'm excited about is getting closer to God. What I'm excited about is 2,000... The Lord spoke this to me. 2018 is the year of passion for God, for his house, and his world. In fact, let's, uh, let's go to our next point. Uh, full surrender. Full surrender. The first thing that I found out, what time is it? Wow, okay. I thought it was 1130. Full surrender. Hey, the first thing I found out is I was like this. Everybody back with me? First thing, I was like this. Man, it's tough getting quiet. It's hard shutting off the noise. It's hard getting the static out and getting tuned in to God. That is the first thing I dealt with this week. And then the next thing is full surrender. The fight to give up control. There is a fight in you that you do not want to give up control of your life. But God, if you want to know God and experience Him and go beyond, God wants us to go past that initial decision and come to the place where we total surrender. You know that initial decision when you said, I accept Jesus, He's Lord of my life. How many ask Jesus, to be your Lord and Savior? That's the initial. That's the beginning. Surrender is to be done on a daily basis. Surrendering is getting out of the pilot seat and letting God take control surrender is walking in the spirit. Galatians 5:16 says, "Walk in the spirit. I say walk in the spirit and then you won't fulfill the lust of your flesh." Galatians 5:25 says, "If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit." So total surrender is not a one-time decision, it's a practice. Everybody say a practice. It's a practice in fact you need to say that to your neighbor say total surrender is not a one time decision say it to your neighbor say it is a practice (coughs) it's a practice it's a practice that we got to regularly be engaged in many trust Christ to forgive their sin and and to get eternal life yet they still live life their own way no more just adding God to our life you know, I, the, the uh, Hindu religion, um, sometimes when Hindus get, get saved, which we have had them saved here at Church on the Rock, I always make sure and say, this isn't adding Jesus to the gods that you already have, millions of them. It's not adding. See, we look at the Hindu religion and say, oh, how could they do that? You're doing the same thing. You're just not saying it. Some of you are just adding Jesus Really, your God is your money or your job or your time. Because until you're willing to give up total control and submit those things to the Lord, those things are God's in your life. And God wants to be the only God. Amen. That's kind of tough. No more one foot in the world and one foot with God. I see it all the time at church. We go out and we do our worldly thing with one foot in the world, one foot with God. Ephesians 2, 2 says, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of daughters. You once did that, but I'll tell you what, it was, Christianity was always a struggle for me until I jumped in all the way. You, you, Christianity is like getting on a diving board. And jumping off where you say there's no return. You need to say, I, I want us all to say, we're, it's all or nothing. We're either in or we're out. It's all or nothing this year. That's what I feel. You know, the other day, when I was like, oh God, I need a total surrender to your life. One place that the devil used to be able to get me is, um, he used to, anytime I feel, anytime I feel... Um, Uh, pressure for what's happening that week or that I got to provide vision for the church or or I got to perform at a certain level to preach or or I got to lead it anytime there's an expectation that I put on myself or I feel like people put on me that's when I get anxious and start having anxiety. So last week I was saying, because there was a point where I was getting a little bit anxious. Remember, depression is when you're looking back. When you get depressed is when you're looking back. When you get anxious is when you're looking forward, what you gotta do. So, depression, this one thing I do, I put away those things which are behind, and I, I press forward. But even when you're pressing forward, that's when you can get anxious about what you gotta do, the decisions you gotta make. The eyes that are looking to you to lead well the other day I was like Lord I know what I've expected myself and a lot of times it's more than you're probably expecting and I know a lot of what people expect of me I can't go by that either I said God what do you expect of me what do you expect of me and he gave me Micah chapter 6 verse 8 oh the Lord has told Brian what is good Lord has told me what is good. And the Lord has told me what he requires of Brian. Here it is. Do what's right. Love mercy and walk humbly. The expectation that God has for you as an individual is easy. Just do what's right. Love mercy and walk humbly. You know, the Bible says the poor in spirit, theirs is the kingdom of God. When you read the Beatitudes, you need to really watch carefully each, uh, each word. Like, like, like the, the pure in heart, see God. Blessed are the pure in heart. In other words, when you're pure in your heart, you're going to see God. But blessed are the poor or the humble in spirit. When you're poor or humble in spirit, theirs is the kingdom. It's the humble in spirit that you will see perform miracles, signs, and wonders. It's the humble in spirit that you will see that can call fire down from heaven. To kill a mountain, to be removed and cast into a sea. To see the miraculous happen. To see buildings built and people won. And the kingdom established. And the kingdom going forth is going to go to the poor in spirit. Your kingdom come. But I said, Lord, this walk hum, uh, love mercy. You know what love and mercy is? It's loving to get to forgive people. It's loving it's not forgiving people, I ah, forgive them. He holes a fire. He holds he coals of fire on their head. Can you, can you really love mercy to where your worst enemy, you love to give them mercy? For you once were enemies of God. And he loved giving you mercy. Ought Not you. And I love to give mercy. Right when he told me that, I had an opportunity that day. Opportunity knocked at the door to get to love mercy. <laughs> I made mean, that opportunity knock on your door every day. <laughs> to get to give somebody some mercy when you'd like to slap them up the side of the head. <laughs> or take a board and crown them on their hind knee you know what I mean Uh, I love mercy love to give mercy so total surrender is something we have to engage in to where Lord just said hey Brian this is what I expect of you and guess what I had the opportunity to practice it you know what Brian did I loved mercy and you know what I really did love it I loved giving mercy When total surrender happened to me is when I got filled with the Holy Spirit. Total surrender. When I was was 19 years old, that first year I had one foot in the world, one foot with God. Partying, living wild, not changing, doing all that Brian did, rah, 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 rah. And then I'd come back to God three weeks and I'd go back to the drinking and the partying. And yeah, yeah, fighting, all this fun, partying. And then back to the world. But when I finally went with God 100% and I total surrendered, that's when I got filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is as powerful experience as salvation is. So three things that I wanted to happen. Three things that I wanted to happen to me through this fasting one is i wanted to draw closer to the lord two is i was asking for a total surrender that I, that i would not fight god to give up control of my life to him and then the third thing i've been asking god this week and this is all hot off the press the third thing i've been asking for god this week is this i want the full burn i want the full burn I want the full throttle burn. A f- ears pinned back, eyes a flint to God, distracted by nothing. I want the total impact life, the full throttle, the full burn, a holy burn inside. And God spoke to me and He said, Brian, 2018 is going to be a year of full passion for God. It's going to be a year of full passion for his house. Do you know the Bible says those that are planted in his house shall flourish in the vineyard? When you're planted in God's house on Sunday morning listening to sermons, when you're planted in God's house with his people in prayer pockets through the week, when that is a priority is when you're going to start flourishing in the things of your life. Jesus went in to be full passion. Jesus had full passion for God in his house. In John 2, 17, it says the disciples remembered the prophecy that said, Passion for God's house will consume this man. When Jesus went in to the temple at Jerusalem, he saw them selling things. He saw the merchants selling cattle and sheep and doves and sacrifices. He saw the dealers' tables exchanging. This hit me exchanging, listen, foreign money, things that were foreign to the house of God, foreign money. (laughs) He turned over the tables, he made a whip with some ropes, and he chased them out of the temple. He drove out the sheep and the cattle, he scattered the money changers, coins fell all over the floor, and he turned over their tables. He confronted the issue. Then, going over to the people, he confronted them. He said, look, he he told them, get these things out of here. He went to the people and he said, get these things out of here. Get them out of here. And I want you to stop turning my father's house into a marketplace. It's a house of prayer. Well, I hear the Lord's, what's the Lord teaching us here? Don't you know that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit? This morning, Jesus wants to come in because he sees you selling something. He sees you selling yourself out to the world. He sees you selling yourself out to other things. He sees you doing all this other and his house lies in waste his priority in your life is lower he sees this he wants to turn the tables over we are turning the tables over we are turning over a new leaf you know what that means is when a leaf falls on the ground it looks brown on one side if you ever turn it over it's green he wants to turn over the lake. We are turning the corner. He wants it to be a turnaround year. Turn over the tables. A turnaround year. And he, and he confronted the issue, and said, "Get these things out of here." What is the Holy Spirit saying to you, to get these things out of here? What is the time sucker? Braden, I changed my mind. It's not going to be that other way. What is the time sucker? What is the thing that's taking priority? We need to get a quarter of whips today in our temple, our temple that God lives in. And we need to ask ourselves, what are we selling out short on? What are we selling God short out on? we need to inventory start this year with an inventory be honest with yourself there's no condemnation it's honesty and then you need to turn the tables over turn it around turn it around you know repentance just means this i in going a different direction I'm not doing that anymore I can't do that with you anymore if you're in a relationship and you're having sex before marriage, I can't do that anymore. I'm turning that around. If you're running with the wrong people, I can't run with you any longer. Because when I do, I make bad choices. If you have to sleep with your phone and it and you feel a vibration when it's not even vibrating, that's an issue. If you can't even quiet yourself to take time, the old Methodists, which I grew up in, they said, take time to be holy. Take time to be holy. Quiet myself. How many want to do that? If you want to quiet yourself before the Lord, if you want to have the best year yet, it's going to be that means that you're going to have your best year spiritually. If you want to commit to a life of prayer, a life of of this 21 day of fasting commit to a daily devotion if you want to clean your temple leave the lights on please i like seeing people if you want to clean your temple out we can do that today how many how many the bible says this when jesus walked with them and he was saying his word to them, to the disciples after he rose from the dead they said this Man, when he vanished and went away, they didn't even know that, that, he was, that it was Jesus who they were talking to. Then, poof, he was gone after the resurrection on the road to Emmaus. But they said this. They said, did our hearts not burn when he spoke? Did anybody's heart move today when I said, man, we got to get quiet before the Lord and hear his voice. Did anybody's heart burn where you was like, when I said, "Hey, man, we need total surrender and need to put God on the throne of your life and not you," Did that talk to anybody? Did anybody say, "Man, I want to be, have a holy burn for Jesus this year, I want to have that passion. If that hit you, I want you to stand to your feet and come forward. I want you to stand to your feet. If God spoke to you while I was preaching and said, "Man, I want that this year. I want that. I want you to come forward." I just feel you're you supposed to do I want you to come forward. I want you to come forward. If you haven't started your fast, you can start today. You may need to get one of those cards. Keep spreading out and coming in tight because a lot of people want to come. Keep spreading to the sides and moving in tight. Don't let an aisle fill up. Move out further. When an aisle fills out, move out further. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Brayden, do you have a song? Let's sing. Thank you, Jesus. And While you're sitting here, I just want you to say, Lord, I begin. I want to hear your voice this year. Larry, what was that word we kept saying to each other? More than ever before. I want to hear you more this year than ever before. I want to total surrender today more than ever before. Hallelujah. If that's you, you can begin to bring the lights down. We're going to sing a song. Amen. I want to burn for you. I want a passion and a zeal for you. The Bible says, they that hunger and thirst shall be filled. Guys, it's on the aisles, keep moving to the sides. Keep moving to the sides. Keep moving to the sides over here so people can come in. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Does anybody feel a prayer that, that needs to be prayed over this over us today? That's very biblical.